Welcome in, everybody, to the newly named Garage Takes. This is episode three with Dave Brooks and Brant Weaver. And uh, today we're going to be doing a little more college football. We're going to be diving right into uh, a cross-examination of the rival uh, Michigan State. And we're going to be doing some more best bets. Um, And we're going to talk a little more Michigan football as well. So, uh, Dave, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thursday night, heading into Labor Day weekend. Excited for some football tonight, even if it is the Ohio State University. But glad to be here. All right. I'm super pumped to drop a podcast on time before the games come out so you can get our predictions and you can get our bets uh, in real time. We are on Apple Podcasts now. Check us out. Um, and let's get right into it, Dave. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we've talked a lot of Michigan football, but like I said, the cross-examination tonight is going to be a little bit on Michigan State. Um, you know, Mel took over this. Mel Tucker took over this team last year, and um, he he did beat the rival in Michigan. Obviously, he had a big win there, and he also beat Northwestern, um, which happens to be their opener on Friday night. Uh, the program's bringing in twenty-one transfers. Um, from all over too. I mean, I'm talking SEC guys. I'm talking uh, there is some FCS guys in there. Um, I think there might even be a Big Ten player or two in there. So um, Mel's got his hands full with a bunch of moving pieces, uh, new coordinators everywhere. Um, Dave, when you look at the game against Northwestern uh, and the spread has dropped to, I think, four, maybe now um, as they head into Evanston, um, what are you expecting from – Mel Tucker's Michigan State Spartans. Well, I, I think against Northwestern, th- that game is kind of a toss-up for me. I know it's it's going to be a tough game for Michigan State to win, but where that spread is at, I think it's spot on. I think it will be a very close game, but it's kind of hard to predict too. I, I find at this point of the year, I mean, I know we're going to talk a little bit about starting off with Big Ten play right away. I have some thoughts on that. But it's interesting because we've got, you know, a, a big game for, for both teams right out of the gate. I think it's an identity game for Michigan State. I really do think that and you named it with all of the transfers that have come into that program. And let's be honest, for as great as Mark D'Antonio is, and he and he should be held in a high standard at that university from what he took that football program to be during his tenure. But the way he left it and the timing of when he left it kind of left it in shambles in a way. Uh, And if I'm a Michigan State fan, I think that was kind of a tough pill to swallow. And maybe they've moved on. Maybe there's still a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. But they did land Mel Tucker out of Colorado. And you're seeing right now after year one and, you know, he did get a couple of wins under his belt. And a credit to him to go in and, and win a big game against a rival in, in year one. Who cares if they won two games? It was a messed up year. I give him a lot of credit for that. And you see what Mel Tucker's doing. He's He is digging into that transfer portal. He's looking for guys that are experienced that, in my opinion, he's not trying to build this thing out three, four years from now. He wants to win right now. That's what that tells me is he wants to change that culture. He wants to get his guys in there. You know, I like um, the kid who, you know, I saw his name come across. I think he was actually a Michigan target at one point. Couch, um, I think it's like Kavaros Couch or, or something. I'm probably messing up his first name. But that kid was a stud. He ended up going right. to Tennessee, I believe. 
And then I saw he joined Michigan State through the transfer portal. And I, you know, I can't say I followed him closely at Tennessee, but like a name like that, I, I recognize that. I'm like, wow, that that's exciting. You know, I, I'm really intrigued to see who's going to play quarterback for them. You know, you've got Peyton Thorne. You've got, I believe, uh, Russo. Anthony Russo is the, the kid out of Temple that transferred there. And, you know, more experience under his belt. But I, I genuinely believe that those guys are probably neck and neck in that battle. Most things I've read would lean towards Peyton Thorne. But I, I think that it, that will be interesting to see who's going to command the huddle out there. And I'm not so sure that Mel Tucker is going to be married to the guy he puts out there, you know, against Northwestern tomorrow night. So I, I really I think that this season in general and this week one against Northwestern create your identity go out there, play tough-nosed football if you're Michigan State. You don't win this game, that's okay. Your season's not over by any means, uh, but I think that you've got to go out and make a statement that these guys have been well-coached and have been working hard to kind of gel and find that chemistry as a team. Yeah, David, I think we've talked about it on the pod before where we've talked about you know what you're going to get from Northwestern. You're going to get Pat Fitzgerald's uh, not not middle of the road type team, but it's like above average effort every single time they play football. Yeah, their their talent may be mediocre, but that doesn't matter, um, especially a night game in Evanston. I mean, you're talking about uh, opening night kickoff um, and and the and the Big Ten uh, game right out of the gates. Uh, so things are on the line. This game means something. So uh, as we transition into our next topic of of what are some advantages and disadvantages of opening your season like that? I mean, gosh, could you imagine uh, Mel Tucker coming off the year he had last year and, and kind of making a statement win um, down there um, and and what that would mean for the program starting 1-0 and in the Big Ten and taking down a team that was just in the Big Ten championship? I think it would be huge. I absolutely think it would be huge. And, and I'm not, for one – Call me old school, you know, as I am starting to crouch past my my 30s here in the in the middle of my 30s. Call me old school, but I hate it. I don't know how you feel, man, but I I see I I like parts of it, right? Because now, like immediately, I, I'm intrigued, right? You've got some big matchups already. I think doesn't Penn State play Indiana too, if I'm not mistaken? No, this Penn, weekend, Penn State takes on uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, thank you. Yeah, Penn State, Wisconsin. Huge game right out of the gate, right? Even tonight, Ohio State, Minnesota. I, I think that game right there, I know we're going to talk a, a little bit at the end about bets and that sort of thing, but you never know in a game like tonight, right? Like in a game like in Michigan State, Northwestern tomorrow night, I really don't know what to expect because these games do matter. And one, two losses in the in a season can, can change your whole outlook. And so I, I think that it's tough. I think even a team like Ohio State, you bring C.J. Stroud out there, highly touted kid, no experience, probably going to be very good if we know anything about Ryan Day and the offenses and quarterbacks that he puts together. But there's a lot of unknowns. You know, that you, you could see a team like Minnesota shock the world tonight. I, I'm not saying that they will. I just think that it's it's kind of a wild card because nobody has snaps under their belt right now. Um, and luckily, they had a more normal season with training camps and that sort of thing that they missed out on during the COVID season. Um, but they're diving right into it. So I, I'm a big fan of the non-conference games. I don't love all the fluff games, and particularly, you know, Michigan's normally guilty of that and, and playing your fluff games, which everybody needs a couple to kind of fine-tune things. 
but I like to see a like I think Georgia and Clemson they they play this weekend, right? Like what that's awesome to me. What a huge just big under the lights game uh, between two head honchos. And I, I would be a fan of seeing some more exciting non-conference games before we dive into the big 10, but it is what it is. And I'd be lying if I said, I wasn't excited for this weekend to see some good uh, big 10 matchups right out of the gate here. Yeah. I mean, I, as we talk about uh, some of the other ones, Indiana playing Iowa, I think. Um, and, and, and so that's, that's really where it lands for me is, it's a st- it's a chance to make a statement very early in the season, um, and someone's really deflated because uh, you're already at a disadvantage, and it's hard to get up. You know what I mean? And that's why some of those fluff games are so important, like Michigan taking on Western this weekend. I think it's a great spot for Michigan to try some things, put some people in positions to be successful, and maybe not have all the pressure of having to go one and zero in the Big Ten right from the gate. But on the other side, it's like Michigan State. Wow, could come out and have a statement win and just get their season kicked off on the right track. So double-edged sword, definitely. Um, although I'm with you, I do like the non-conference schedule to be the non-conference schedule. And then you get into Big Ten play because it's a ramp up. It's a it's a crescendo, if you will. Um, and, That's a and big I word really, for you. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I can't spell it. Don't, <laughs> don't ask me to spell that word, but I know what it means. And, and that's one of those things where um, I just, I really think that, especially the back end, when you try to work in non-conference games, like the SEC does at like week 10 or whatever it is, it's like, get it out of here. I don't like it. Um, I'm not here for it. So um, I think some of the, some of the things that go underlined here is um, some of the underlying issue is I'm betting the betting moves some of this market for the early, not, or the early conference games. Um, people are going to want to bet early on and, and nobody's going to want to, uh, nobody is going to really want to bet those non-conference huge lines. You know, I seen, some, I saw some lines today that were 35, 40 point games. And it's, you know, you're just going to want to steer clear of that stuff. I think mostly, um, all right, as we transition to our next one, um, what are you expecting from, uh, from the Wolverines this weekend going up against Western Dave? Um, I, is the question, what am I? what am I expecting to see product on the field wise, or what am I hoping to see? You know what, Dave, I, I just made this because I wanted it as open ended as possible. Sure. You run with it wherever you want to go, man. All right. So I, I will tell you what I'm hoping to see. Cause once again, I, I don't know what I'm going to see. I, sh- I still don't know what to expect out of this Michigan team. I, I would like to see, them be able to move the ball and in, in particular run the ball. Well, I mean, I'd love to see Cade get in the rhythm with his receivers, you know, connect with Ronnie bell, see Cornelius make a play. I'm, I'm very intrigued by Dalen Baldwin, the transfer uh, that came from Dion's program. Right. And so I, I'd like to see some gelling there in the passing game, but I really want to see this, this run game to be quite honest. And I'm intrigued by Mike Hart, having this training camp with these running backs. And we talked about it before, but Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. I want to see how those guys operate. I want to see how that running back by committee approach sort of works. Do they go hot hand? Is it Hassan Haskins that's carrying the bulk of it and then fit Corum and Edwards in when it makes sense? I'm not sure, but I really would like to see us establish the run game early. Not, not, 
too much establishing, right? Like, God forbid we come out and, you, you know, I'm expecting or if, if I had to put money on what I'm expecting out of Michigan offense that I'm used to, I'm expecting a run probably to get us right out of the gate to second and six, like a four yard run, probably a run up the gut again to get us a third and five and then a missed pass and a punt. I mean, that, that's the Michigan offense that I've become accustomed to. So I'd like to see some explosiveness, some new looks out there and see what this, you know, this new coaching staff is going to bring. And the other thing that I'd like to see is, I, in particular, our defensive backs, I think that you've got a really good quarterback over at Western who pro- he really has proven himself. I'm not saying that he's the next Tom Brady or, or what have you, but the kid's good. And he, he put up nationally ranked numbers towards the top last year. And I think that if I look at a weakness of, of Michigan last year, I'm looking at Vincent Gray, right? I'm, you know, some of these same guys that are coming back. I want to see more out of Daxton Hill. How are they going to utilize him in these new defensive schemes? I, I'm really curious to see how they respond. Cause I think they're going to get challenged early. And like I said, last week, I think this is going to, this game is going to be a little bit closer, not super close, but a little closer than people are thinking. Uh, so I am intrigued by then. Then the last thing, Brant, I'll kick it to you. I really want to see this D line too. I know we touched on it a little bit last week, right? You're talking about Aiden Hutchinson, you've got Mozzie Smith um, and you've got Chris Hinton there on the line. I'm wondering the depth behind those guys, you know, Aiden Hutchinson went down last year. I mean, it, that was a weakness for us. You got to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. And if you can't do it against Western Michigan this weekend, that's going to be concerning to me, to be quite honest. Um, and I don't know much about Western's offensive line, but we should be able to get pressure on the quarterback all day to give our, our uh, secondary a chance, right. And, and take some pressure off of them. So those are really kind of the, the three main points that I'm, I'm looking to see this weekend. Yeah. I mean, as, as we go into talking about the defensive line a little bit, I think that that's where everything starts and ends for Michigan. I know you talked about the offense quite a bit, but for me, it, it's getting that pressure. It's getting to that quarterback early and don't forget, I mean, you say talked about him putting up those numbers last year, but there wasn't a crowd, there wasn't a fan in the crowd. So, I mean, you're talking about going in, it's going to be a fully packed stadium, I believe. And, and, and he hasn't been shook yet. You know what I mean? So this is Michigan's chance. Get there early, get there often and make that this is going to be the staple of the game. This is where you're going to have to beat us is, is with that offensive line. Your backs are going to have to chip stuff like that, where, we have got to continually put pressure on with different schemes and different blitzes, things like that. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, and I will be seeing it. Uh, I was going to say, aren't you seeing it in person? Aren't you uh, heading to Ann Arbor? I am going down to Ann Arbor this weekend. Uh, I will be there Saturday. Uh, looking forward for my first fan experience. And man, Dave, I don't think I've been to a game since maybe we saw the Pistons with Reggie and Blake. Oh, um, hold on a second. Let me get this trash can to vomit in. <laughs> Those were some tough days. Still had a hell of a time. But, yeah, I mean, I haven't been to uh, Michigan Stadium in probably two or three years. So looking forward to get down there. Um, now, what do you think I can expect for an experience overall? Well, yeah, it, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I love going to Michigan games, right? I, I think that it's a – it's a fun atmosphere, a lot of alumni, right? Different atmosphere than you're going to find at, you know, where I went to my undergrad, right at CMU. I mean, that's just one big party 
music pumping, everybody jumping on trucks, that sort of thing. A uh, little bit of a different environment. I mean, you can find that in Ann Arbor, but but truthfully, you've got uh, a, a lot more alumni, a lot of people setting up, grilling, you know, tossing bags, that sort of thing that are really genuinely interested in going to the game. Um, but it's a fun environment. I mean, I love going down to, to the golf course there where everybody is kind of hanging out and, and tailgating a lot of different lots right around the field there. Uh, right over by by Chrysler Arena as well. And, and so it's kind of pick your poison, right? So whatever you're kind of looking for. And I, I think that you will kind of go and scope that out. And if I know you at all, you will find your way to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be throwing back a few cold ones. Uh, Dave, I know you're not really expecting this question, but I actually had two questions for you. Um, the first one, the one that you're not expecting is, you've been to Michigan Stadium over a handful of times in the game. What is your favorite memory of being at Michigan stadium? Oh, I think that we were together. Weren't we? What was that? The Wisconsin game. We were at the Wisconsin home. Yeah. Game. When Jordan Lewis made that nasty one-handed interception. That, yes. <laughs> so that was sweet. Um, I actually was also at the big house. The last time that Michigan beat Ohio state in this rivalry, oh which yeah, I think I, was, I think I was like six months old or something. No, that's what it feels like. But but I was there for that game. And another game that I was there for was when uh, Devin Gardner was at quarterback and we were playing Notre Dame in a night game. And it went late into the night. We got the W and I was right down there in the corner of the end zone, too, where they scored to kind of cap that game off. And just that environment is just electric. There's nothing like the big house. And and truthfully, I think that is a recruiting pitch still to this day for these kids. I mean, I can't say I've been to a ton of different college football stadiums, you know, across the, across the country. Haven't been to Columbus, right. Haven't been to an sec game in the South, which I'm sure brings a whole nother type of atmosphere, but man, being in the big house is, is just awesome. It is. And, and when it's pumping in there and the crowd is going, you feel the energy, you feel the optimism, um, it's exciting. And, and truthfully, I, I think that I, I think that's what Michigan needs right now. Not having the fans last year and that that sh- surely is not an excuse for that terrible season they, they put up. Um, but without having fans there, it's just Michigan football wasn't Michigan football, didn't seem like Michigan football. And, and you know, the same can be said for for any program, you know, that that didn't have fans out there. So I'm just excited for for you guys to be able to go and just experience i mean you're just think you i think you're gonna see an extremely mm-hmm. electric environment because we've all been quarantined cooped up for for months this is the first live sporting event for many people that are going to be there you know if they hadn't been to a tigers game or what have you i i think that people are going to be excited to be there and and i think you're going to have a really good time what do you what are you looking forward to I'm really looking forward to exactly you hit right on it when you said it's going to be taken to that next level. I think people are going to be just going berserk at this. Um, I'm also looking forward to being in a stadium. And I don't know if I'll have service or not, but I would love to place a bet while watching the game. I'm actually watching because there's a delay, right? There's a delay on everything that you happen to watch or whatever. There's like a 10 second thing. So if you're watching your phone, you're watching your app, 
and uh, you see that you're going to win this money and that's great, but you can't, you, you delay it by like five or 10 seconds. You're like, oh man, I already knew I was going to win this, but yeah. Um, I, excuse me for just a second. And I apologize, but this is kind of a perfect segue. This is actually not episode three of the podcast. This is your betting intervention. And so you're, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that your family loves you and that we're and here for every, you. <laughs> Everybody's walking in right now. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, I'm really looking forward to that piece because just seeing it happen live and, and you're there, it's going to be really a cool experience and something that I haven't experienced yet. I mean, gambling has been legal since last January and, and this will be my first chance to do it. So um, getting right into the uh, Brant's Best Bets this week, um, we've got three. Well, I've got two for you that I want your takes on, Dave. Um, and then I've got my lock of the week. Um, and that's going to be trademarked as well. Um, so it's the lock of the week. Um, yeah, but that's I the want trademark your, you like that. Yeah. that okay. <laughs> I trademarked that already. Um, I want your takes on, um, MSU and Northwestern. Would you rather hit the spread or the money line? I think the spread last time I checked has dropped all the way to like four. Interesting. So yeah, I, I think when I took it, it was at three and a half. And okay. I, I, I wouldn't take Michigan state on the, on the money line. I actually would steer clear of the money line. Cause like I said earlier, I'm not sure who's actually going to win that game, but I have a feeling it's going to be close. Whether, whether state pulls that out or Northwestern squeaks one out. I think that, you know, betting this week's going to be tough by the way, cause just the household names in themselves and the players we know it's week one and these guys haven't played. So it's going to right. be interesting, but I, I, I would take MSU against that spread there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to Michigan versus Western. Last well, hold on a second. I... Hold on a second. What are you doing on that one? Oh, do I have to do that? One? No. Yeah. Yeah. You do. I, I hate to say this cause I don't even want the pod. To, I don't want the people to know that I'm on the Michigan state money line. I think Michigan state's going to win this game. Um, I think that with everything that Mel Tucker has done last year, coming into this year, it is just a different program right now that is going to be going to be really amped up. And I think their defense is going to play a lot better than people are expecting. And that's going to be the strength. Um, I don't know about the quarterback situation, obviously, but I don't know about Northwestern's quarterback situation either. I don't Hunter Johnson transfer from Clemson. <laughs> I know. And I just, I, I don't know if I trust that, um, you know, and there's going to be some things to be worked out on their end as well. So um, I'm, I'm just really thinking that Michigan State's going to end up kicking a late field goal or have a turnover late that is going to play into their favor. Um, yeah. I was trying to skate away with that one, Dave, and you kind of, <laughs> you kind of pulled <laughs> no. me right back in here. <laughs> you, I knew you just didn't want to say it live on the podcast. Yes. you you took Michigan state money line book it week one. Okay. Hit me. What, what's your next one? All right. So let's do uh, Michigan uh, Western. I think that's a 17 and a half point spread. Um, and Vegas obviously knows what they're doing. That is such a tough number to jump on. Uh, but if I had to jump on it, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Michigan to cover it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I actually have Western covering that. I think I took it when Western was at, uh, had to cover 16 and a half. I, once again, I'm not sure what to expect. I just think that there's going to be some rust. I think Western does have an experienced quarterback. I could see them 
to me, it, it's going to come down to who gets the hot start, like the first score of the game. I think if Western comes in to the big house and everybody's excited for the new season, let's just, I'm just playing this out theoretically. Michigan goes three and out, punt it. Western gets the ball. They drive down the field on a long drive and they punch it in first. Western Michigan up 7 0. I, I think if that is what happens, I'm not saying that's what will happen, but if that's what happens, this game's going to be very close. I, I actually am going to put a lot on who scores first in this game. I think if Michigan scores first, that momentum and just that feeling in that stadium alone is going to be pumping. And I could see it just steamrolling quickly, not steamrolling to we're winning by. 20 30 points but steamrolling enough to certainly cover that spread however if western scores first and particularly a touchdown maybe even a field goal but particularly if they come out and score a touchdown even if they get the ball first and score a touchdown i think that 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 game's going to be tough uh, it's going to be tight um maybe not within a score but i don't think michigan covers you know seven 17 and a half if western scores first gotcha all right how about tonight, Dave? What do you got? Ohio State, Minnesota. I think it's 14, maybe right on the number. Um, and it keeps fluctuating. I don't know if it's 14 and 14 and a half on, on other ones. But I have it at 14. Do you see Ohio State covering that number? Because the more I look at this, the more I think, gosh, Minnesota has a chance here. A chance at home to do something special. And it's an unproven quarterback. Like you talked about earlier, Ryan Day, he knows what he's doing. But is this a chance for Minnesota and us to uh, get over on the Buckeyes? Well, I think that there's no way in the same podcast episode I'm going to take Michigan State on the spread. <laughs> You're taking the money line, and then we're going to take Ohio State too. So for that reason alone, I'm going to take Minnesota on the spread. But no, but truthfully, like I said earlier, I, I just feel like in my, in my heart and in my gut, I can see Ohio State just steamrolling. I'm going to be annoyed. Chris Olave scoring like three touchdowns. Like, it's just they've got this stud. I forget his name. Travion Henderson, maybe stud freshman running back who's supposed to be the next big thing. I, I They could also come out just hot, and, and I'll instantly be annoyed and just kind of chalk up the season and say, okay, yep, Ohio State's still really good, even without Justin Fields and everybody that they lost. They're still great. But there's just that piece of me that thinks PJ Flag for whatever reason seems to bring the juice and, and get these guys prepared for games like this. And I I could see them not winning the game. Certainly, I don't see Ohio State on upset alert, but I could see them hanging around and keeping this one close. Maybe a late score to get within a touchdown. And so I I would I'm going to take Minnesota with the spread there and give me the points. Yeah, I am actually with you on that. I will take Minnesota and those points as well. Um, last one. This is the lock. This is where I'm locking it down. I'm telling you how to make money. This is where you make your money this weekend. I'm banging the table. Uh, I'm ready to mortgage the house. I'm, sh I'm shaking my head for all of our listeners out there, like all four of you. Don't, right. Don't, don't mortgage your house on this. I've got Wisconsin covering five points against Penn State. And I think it's not even close. Dave? Why don't you think it's close? What, what, what makes you so high on Wisconsin? I'm just curious. I, I am literally going off of Graham Mertz and the offense that I saw last year um, at home against the Penn State team that didn't impress me. 
I don't know a ton about Penn State, but I know that what I saw last year, just eye test, did not impress me. I think James Franklin's lost his team a bit. And I think that Wisconsin's on more of a rise with the younger quarterback. And they had the pieces last year that I just think that coming out opening night, this kid that Graham Mertz, he just seems to love the limelight. And this feels like a limelight moment for him. And, and I just think he's going to perform really well. And I'm, I'm going to take Wisconsin to just hammer him. Well, I'll tell you what, that is, that is a bold hot take of your lock of the week, because I don't disagree with the the pick. And as a matter of fact, if I had to put money on it, I would agree with you. I would, I, I would take Wisconsin to cover that spread, but lock of the week that's bold. That's bold. So I mean, that's what this podcast is all about: is being bold, making this money, man. Right, right. That is that is a hotter take than the garage that I'm <laughs> sitting in right now. That's for sure. So, hey, I, on that note, man, thanks for thanks for joining me again for for episode three and having a good time. So let, let's keep this up. And anybody that's listening, let's enjoy some college football this weekend. Fans in fans in the stand. I mean, energy is going to be there. We've got beautiful weather here in the uh, state of Michigan, and let, let's enjoy it. So, Brant, you got anything else to wrap us up here? Yeah, I'm just going to wrap us real quick. Uh, I just would like to say go down Apple Podcast, uh, hit that subscribe button because we are going to be keep we're going to keep doing these. Uh, we really enjoy it. We we certainly aren't doing it just for the five to ten people that are listening. Now we want to get more subscribers. We really want to. We really want to make this thing a thing. So um, with that, yeah, I think that's it, Dave. All right, sweet. Everybody, we will see you next time. You can find us next week as we will recap, you know, the games that we just talked about today in addition to making some predictions for, for next weekend. So, all right, thanks for listening.